Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Nori with you. Eric Berger with us for the next couple hours. Reporter and editor based in Houston. And after a long career at the Houston Chronicle newspaper, he joined Ars Technica back in 2015 as the site's senior space editor covering SpaceX, NASA, and everything beyond. He was a Pulitzer Prize finalist for his coverage of Hurricane Ike in the Houston Chronicle area in 2008. He is a meteorologist as well. Eric, welcome to the program. It's a pleasure to talk to you this evening, George. Me too. We're going to have some uh, fascinating discussions here with you. Before we get into your work liftoff, which was uh, very well done, by the way, tell us a little bit about Elon Musk and how he started, uh, how he made his money, and then uh, how he got into the SpaceX program? Yeah, Elon Musk was born in South Africa. Um, by all accounts, was a pretty bright kid um, and, and emigrated to Canada and then started to, to go to college and then went to graduate school in the United States. You know, By the time he was in his 20s, he had a couple of Ivy League degrees in economics and physics and started PayPal um, sort of to help disrupt the banking industry. And so by around 2001, he had sold off his shares of PayPal and, and had about $180 million and was trying to figure out what to do next with his life. You know, he, he was only about <laughs> 30 years old, and he'd had a full life by then already. Was he always interested in space? Yeah, that was always one of the big interests he'd had. Um, and what happened was um, back in 2001, he was talking with a friend um, named Deo Ressi, about what what they what he was going to do next, and he thought, well, he would check out and see what NASA was doing because he was interested in that. And he thought that by by then, you know, more than three decades after Apollo, <laughs> NASA ought to have a plan to send humans to Mars. And when he went to their website back then, they had nothing nothing about a human plan to Mars. They were just building the International Space Station at the time. Now, what came first for him, Tesla or SpaceX? SpaceX came first. He founded that in May of two thousand two, and Tesla was about a year or two later after that. Did he self-finance SpaceX in the beginning, or did he have venture capital money? He did self-finance. He started. He put. He ended up putting $100 million in his company, and the idea would be that that would be about enough to get them for three flight attempts of a small rocket with a single main engine. It was called the, called the Falcon 1. He would go on to get small government grants, you know, $5 million here, $2 mm-hmm. million there, but it was mostly all his money. He risked all that capital just in case, huh? Yeah, you know, there's there's no joke in the space industry. If you want to become a millionaire, um, start a rocket company as, as a billionaire. Um, so yeah, that's almost yeah. like the restaurant business too. Exactly. Uh, but he, you know, he he started out, George, and it was his goal from the beginning to send humans to Mars. That was the plan, you know, back in 2002 when he founded SpaceX, and it sounded really, really audacious then. Today, maybe less so, but but back then, that was pretty out there talk. Is is SpaceX when it started off? Even though he pumped a hundred million into it, was on pretty shaky financial ground, wasn't it? Oh, definitely. I mean, even though that sounds like a lot of money, when you need to buy all the materials to make rockets, you need to hire very smart people to build them, and you need to build launch sites. A um, hundred million doesn't get you very far. And you know, and they initially had hoped to launch from California, from Vandenberg Air Force Base. But they ran into competition and, and bureaucratic red tape there, and, and ultimately, sort of at the last minute, we're forced to, to find another launch site. We're with and, Eric Berger. His book is called Liftoff. 
when when uh, when you started following Elon Musk, what was it that got you interested? It was just the, the different way he was doing things. You know, if you look around the space industry today, the companies like Lockheed Martin, Boeing, they're in it for the government contracts. So they're not going to build something, be it a rocket, a spacecraft, a satellite, until the government gives them a contract to do so. Right. Um, with SpaceX, it was. No, we want to have. We want to go to Mars, and, and we think we need to make lower cost rockets to do that. And so they started out with the Falcon One, and, and they had no. The government wasn't paying for that. No customer was paying for it. It was that was their design, which was totally, really different than the way it was typically done in space. Have you had a chance to meet Elon Musk? Oh yeah, I spent I've spent many hours with him for the book, both in interviews and and sitting in on meetings at the company um, to get a sense of how he how he how he leads. Uh, he's certainly an interesting guy. Is he a genius? He's extremely smart. You know, I, um, over my career, I've had the opportunity to interview Stephen Hawking mm-hmm. on several occasions. So I've been around smart people. Elon Musk is, is both brilliant and extremely driven. How would you compare him to Jeff Bezos? You know, there's, <laughs> that's funny you ask that. They're, they're, they're similar in that they're both successful, um, successful people who are very interested in space travel. Um, they're both engineers. I would say Elon is a better aerospace engineer. Um, and certainly he has been more involved with SpaceX over the last 20 years than Blue Origin, or than Bezos has been with his rocket company called Blue Origin. It's exciting. And, and at this point, they have, it seems like they've surpassed NASA, haven't they? SpaceX has surpassed NASA in some areas. Um, it is certainly safe to say they are NASA's most important contractor at this point. Um, you know, they're launching humans into orbit for NASA, of course. They're launching cargo to the International Space Station. If we do succeed in going back to the moon, SpaceX will play an important role. Um, they're much better at building rockets than NASA, much more efficient um, in that. And, and they now operate more satellites in orbit than any space agency or country in the world. So, yeah, they're... They're better at a lot of things. Eric, what did you learn about the early days of SpaceX in terms of their rocket technology? Well, what they learned is that it's really hard to get something into orbit uh, for the, on the first time out. And yeah. they, they had to launch three times before they, they finally made it successfully. On the fourth time, they had three failures. Um, so it was, you know, they, they learned a lot of hard lessons. I mean, if uh, you were an astronaut uh, years ago and uh, Elon Musk said, hey, I want you on one of my rockets, would you have gone? <laughs> like like everyone else, I probably would have laughed him out of the room and said, uh, you can't even get into orbit with a small rocket. You know, his first his first vehicle, the Falcon 1, could get a few hundred pounds into low Earth orbit. And you need, obviously, many tons if you're going to send a spacecraft capable of sending humans. So when he talked that way, you know, he had a spacecraft a mock-up spacecraft in, in his old factory. He, he started out in El Segundo, um, and it was called Puff the Magic Dragon, um, <laughs> for reasons you might imagine. Um, but the vision was always there. He just It took a while to, to fulfill it. Well, he's the one laughing now, isn't he? He absolutely is the one laughing now. You know, it's, it's, they really struggled until about 2010, and then at, since that time, they've done all these amazing things, landing rockets you know, on autonomous drone ships, launching his Tesla to Mars, and flying humans into orbit. Um, it's, it's, in the last decade, they've really gone from David to Goliath in the aerospace industry. Eric, did he get his $100 million investment back? <laughs> he got that back and much more. SpaceX today has a valuation 
I think during its most recent round of funding of about $75 billion. Wow. Wow. I think Bezos probably has a little bit more cash, but, uh, they've been going back and forth on the, the most valuable list. Bezos is ahead now, but you know, when Tesla was really high several months ago, Musk briefly was richer than Bezos. All of this is on paper. Of course, he doesn't have the cash in a drawer somewhere. What would you say is SpaceX's best achievement? Uh, for me, it's the reuse of the first stages. George, I mean, if you think about it, you know, the, a rocket launches off the face of the Earth, and it's pushing a spacecraft that ultimately is going to be going 25 times the speed of sound. Right. And then you've got that first stage with these nine engines that is traveling many times the speed of sound, screaming through the atmosphere, and then you've got to get that vehicle back down to the ground um, on a little boat that's you know not much bigger. It's 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 it's, it's many times smaller than a city block, and it's 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 got to light its engines as it's coming back through the atmosphere, and it's it's just an incredibly turbulent environment, and so it's got to light its engines and, and no humans controlling. It's all programmed, and so the the, sh- the drone ship is autonomous, the rocket's autonomous, and it all comes together and you see these rockets slow down and then land in the middle of the ocean on the high seas. I mean, that, that to me was, it just feels like the future. Like we're seeing, we're stepping into the future when that kind of thing happens. NASA never did it or even tried it. How, how come? Well, they, they, they did some experiments in the 1980s and 90s with a program called the DCX. They had some successes and some failures and ultimately the funding for it ran out. You know, they, they were flying the space shuttle, which was reusable, but it landed right. like an aircraft on a runway. It was much more expensive and, and a lot more difficult to refurbish that between flights. Um, I think one of the reasons NASA didn't do it is because it was so risky. And Congress funds NASA, and it doesn't fund NASA to fail. And SpaceX had to, you know, they lost a lot of first-stage rockets. I mean, all rockets up until that point were expendable, so there's nothing new. But they had to... They had to they had to make a lot of misses before they finally hit it. And once they figured it out, they've gotten really good at it. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.